Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. <laughs> Welcome back to Home Dad Chat, where we decided to hit record early. <laughs> so it is uh, recording on uh, t- Tuesday, 2-22-22. The palindrome. I know, palindrome. I'm not really big on that. I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. It, I'm not a big math guy, so not a big deal for me. <laughs> what about words? Like taco cat. Taco, goat cheese, taco pizza. cat. Taco. taco cat is taco cat backwards. It's a palindrome. Okay. But I'm talking about the game taco cat, goat cheese, pizza, which if you have never played that game, you should get it because your family would probably love it. Um, okay, I'm going to write that down. But, it's, a, um, it's a card game. And uh, I, you have to put cards down. And as you put them down, you have to say the order taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza. So the first person puts pizza. down taco. If the card is not a taco, then the next person goes. And if it's cat, then and, and he puts the card down and it's a cat, then everybody has to slap down on the cat. And the last person that puts their hand on the pile gets all those cards. And you want to be the person that loses all your cards first. And um, there are also gorillas and um, I think it's gorillas and beavers, I think. And the gorillas, you have to pound your chest and the beavers, you have to do something else or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's pretty. Oh, and there's a a, um, a Norwal as well. So you got to do the Norwal your hand up. So yeah, um, and then cool. And then slap the card. So it's got a lot of motion to it. You can lose a finger really easily. And if, was, you, it, yeah. if you, yeah, if like you're a woman with like, you know, diamond ring or whatever, you take that off because you're going to injure yourself or someone else. So, or a man. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, yeah, you can do that too. Come on. Men can wear rings. I, I didn't say they couldn't. Step I just, most men, don't, most men don't <laughs> wear one with a protruding diamond. <laughs> I'm going to so. start just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. But well, regardless of, one either, so. yeah. Go ahead. but regardless of that, with it being, you know, Taco Tuesday, I know that's your favorite, one of your favorite days of the week. I said that, you know, eating 22 double tacos in 22 minutes and you were like, what's a double taco? And a double taco to me mm-hmm. is you've got a, um, it's usually a hard shell taco wrapped in a soft shell taco that has cheese in the middle of it. And then you put all this stuff, uh, in the, uh, you know, you know, I mean, yeah. like all the fixings inside. So that all sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Does Taco Bell have these? Because I'm not going to make those until I've had a professional I, make them for me. I believe that's a Taco Bell creation, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. So it nice. might be like the crunchy gordita. No, that's not it. Mm. I don't remember gordita. what it is. I know, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Taco Bell's made that before. So if they have it, well, then maybe I need to go buy me a Taco Bell franchise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh gosh gordita so, is one of my favorite words though gordito gordita gordita, gordita. yeah because it means means a little fat girl and uh <laughs> does it really yeah, it does gordita is you know gordo, gordo is fat you know i don't know all the all the you know but gordito is a little fat boy a little chubby boy uh-huh. and my uh my second wife always used to say that because um she was a little chubby girl and uh she would say, because I'm gordita. And I'm like, what? What does that even mean? She goes, you'll find out. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And it does. Little, little, little fat girl. So I love it. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My stupid fact of the day. Hey, it works. I like it. Can't share it with the kids. I, so, I heard uh, a stupid fact of the day. Uh, did you know that for like 10 or 15 years, there was a, a man in Florida who was wearing a, uh, shoe, he was wearing shoes with like these oversized, like penguin prints underneath, like penguin feet prints underneath <laughs> it and was walking the beaches of Florida. <laughs> and for like 10, 15 years, these like scientists were trying to track down where this giant penguin was coming from. And eventually like they ended up figuring it out that, that it was this guy pulling the fast one on him the whole time, but it was pretty comical. I, 
I, I did not know that, but I love this man and I hope someday <laughs> to meet him because you know, he has kids because there's no way that he wasn't a dad doing that. He was an older That's, guy. He, yeah, I'm he, sure he, he did. was trolling everybody just like dads do. That's perfect. It was, it was pretty funny. I, and, and my wife and I have an expression for this when news comes out of Florida, anytime something crazy, because there's always kinds of crazy stories is what the yeah. Florida yeah. Well, <laughs> Florida man is a known problem. I mean, he's, yeah, he's have been in some news articles. That's for sure. I've seen so many memes about Florida man. Well, there's, he's, there's a, there's a, a country radio station up here that does what the Florida news. <laughs> so Doesn't surprise me. They are their own, uh, their own realm down there for sure. Very true. Very true. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, did you, uh, did you catch uh, any of the recording of the show last week? No, I have not yet. No, because uh, I, I put a uh, I, I put a commercial in there that I did. No, I did hear the commercial. You did but, get to hear uh, the commercial? Not not in the podcast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I heard it. I, it, it sounds. Got, it's got some go tweaking to it for me. What'd you think? What'd you think of it? Uh, it sounded really cheesy. Awesome. Do you Love know, you, man? But, you're okay. Uh, Do you know what the background? You know what the background music was? No. No, it's from like everybody's favorite show, kids show. Star Trek? No, no, kids show. <laughs> everybody's like, favorite like show. the only kids show that a dad that that parents love watching with their kids peacemaker oh, wait, peacemaker no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh i love dude. watching the opening episode of the, the opening, that opening dance oh Man. my gosh no. like i don't know what's going on with all that stuff and uh, whatever he's doing but they're all seriously stone-faced dancing yeah no matter what i'm doing in the world i would stop and watch that because it's is, just that's like a, a train wreck. That is a cold intro. If I ever did see one, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But anyway, no, no, man, it's from uh, everybody's favorite show with their kids. Okay, tell me, uh, Bluey. Bluey. Now, see, my kids are too old for that. I don't oh, have any okay. kids that watch Bluey. That's the thing. And no offense to Bluey, I've seen some amazing things from that show and right. little snippets and stuff. And I know it does great stuff for dads and kids and parents, <laughs> but I never watched it. So. Well, anyway, it was my first go at it. I, it'll probably get tweaked some more as time goes on and I yep. find maybe different different background music and maybe somebody else other than me to uh, to read it. <laughs> Well, our resident David Stanley, that's he's the man, right? He's the I mean, he's he's definitely one to he'd have it. time, man. I don't know if we could afford him though. He's, I might, uh, I, you know, I could farm it out to uh Tony Conrad too. He's a, a voice of the yeah. radio, he, he might be willing to pull it off too. <laughs> so we get just calling some favors to get somebody to record. I think, yeah, commercial. I wouldn't mind, you know, get get David to do one, Tony to do one, maybe get Art Eddie to do one. That would be pretty wild oh, too. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's got a voice for radio, so. He does. He's got a great voice. So that was his be- podcast has been his last couple of episodes has been very good. Yeah. He's been doing good stuff. And we'll just so. keep trying to get Rick Moranis to do it too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, man. Let's Rick, get him. Buddy. <laughs> either that you, or you know, either that or Ryan Reynolds. I I'll take you. Oh wow. One. Oh crap. Yeah. 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 If you swing that, you just let me know. I'm gonna stand just sit here and fanboy. I'll <laughs> I'll mute my mic and just listen to that dude. He's hilarious. He's he's Freak taking. Guy? Have you I haven't seen, seen it. Guy? No, it just came out on Disney Plus. I haven't had a chance to go check it out. You need to watch that. Oh, I, I'm excited for it. it oh the previews look it amazing. Really, and especially me as a gamer. Yeah, you know, because I've I've been gaming since there were games. Basically, you know, my kids say that I probably had mammoth bone dice when I was a child. You know. Yeah. Um, but all of the the times that I've been in MMOs and just playing with all these other people and the everything that he that they put into that is just a lot of fan service. Okay. But man, my favorite scene I think of the last twelve months of any film. TV series, anything that I've seen was in that film. Really? It's okay. free guy. Yeah. And when you see it, when you get it, it's because you, I'm just going to let you watch it. You know, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, yeah, we'll but when it happens, it was thrilling. Uh, my kids loved it. They went crazy when it happened. Um, I'm like, what? What did they? Oh my. And then, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you a week. And then next week, maybe we'll talk about it. I like that. I can do that. That'll fantastic. Work. Now here's, really here's what I got to know though. So to me, it seems like a version of Ready Player One in a different kind of light, but similar in context as far as like a uh, gamer and that kind of thing. But what would you say as far as like, so like my kids, they're six and nine now. They have mm-hmm. seen, um, they've seen Ready Player One, the movie. Um, is this, I mean, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it, so I'm a little leery, 
<clears throat> just because of his stuff with Deadpool, does it fit into the context <laughs> like that? Or is it <laughs> is this something that I can watch with my kids as well? Because they like video game stuff, too. It's I, I honestly think, yes, you could watch it with your kids. Now, I don't know your kids. Uh-huh. All right. And I don't know what your um, your. Uh, boundaries are with certain things, right? right? So each parent is going to be different for how they'd raise their kids. My kids are nine and seven, uh-huh. the youngest two that is no problem at all. Okay. Um, but on this, in the same, but saying that I am probably more lenient with a lot of things with my kids because they've, they've just been ready for it, you know? Right. Well, I'm trying um, to look there's... it up here on my phone really quickly too. Cause I was curious of a couple of things with it. You said it just came mm-hmm. out. Like, where where is this thing at? Yeah, I, just, I saw it in the banner at one point, but come back. Where did it go? It was in the banner today. I saw it going across, but I don't know, man. It's like hiding a banner. Okay, so it's PG thirteen. Okay, that. So it's got like probably what like one really bad cuss word in it because that's all you can really have in a PG thirteen movie. I think. Yeah, and I think it's only language. Really, there's there is violence, but it's all. Gamer. pretty obviously video gamer gamer. Violence? yeah okay. i mean you see well i mean like if you ran around in an mmo or a big you know looter shooter where there's a bunch of like where it's multiplayer and you see guys like teabagging you know dead guys or whatever that kind of thing happens yeah um but it's kind of in the background so it's not really like you know there but the the players the quote-unquote real people are running around and you'll see them just rob or shoot you know okay the npcs that's what the npcs are there for a lot of people sure. You know, so this this actually exist. doesn't come out until We're the running 23rd. bags of XP. So that's why I haven't got to see it oh, yet. Twenty third. Yeah. So All it's right. not even available on Disney Plus. Well, it will be by the time this airs. So, but that's cool, and it's mm-hmm. under two hours. That's 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 also good because anything more than that, that's a bit much for my kids to sit. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> so. takes a bit. But that's and cool. Yeah, Channing Tatum is in it, right? Oh, really? Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. That'll get my wife mm-hmm. watching it probably. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. He's being really goofy, but um, that's it's perfect. It's so well done. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. that seems to be the thing, like big guys who had roles where either they were really sexy or like they, you know, just hunky guys. You know, I mean, you got like you said, you were talking about Peacemaker. You got John Cena doing mm-hmm. his silliness with with that character. I mean, that's so out of context for who he was when he was in the WWE. Yeah. Well, I mean, that too, you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson is like the ultimate wrestler termed superstar, right? Same kind of thing. You know, he went from being, I mean, wrestling is everybody knows wrestling wrestling's fake. It has its fandom and they love it. Sure. And I'm glad for him. But, you know, once he finished with that and moved on, his career really took off. And a lot of it was, you know, I don't want to say that he's like a very serious actor. I don't mean like that. But um, he definitely kind of tries to stick to action roles instead right. of more goofy comedy roles. But he's done plenty of goofy comedies. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, Tooth Fairy, Fairy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I love it. We both thought right? the same one. <laughs> yeah, because when you the only time you could think Wait. of The Rock being goofy, you know, and get away with it. Right. Or you got what is it? Uh, um, oh, gosh. Vin Diesel doing uh, the pacifier <laughs> is yeah. another, and there's another yeah. one too after he'd done like fast and the furious. <laughs> so. so I got one for you though, from peacemaker, anybody that's seen it knows there's a character in there. So, but in Harry Potter, right. There was a character and I had to look it up. His name is Cormac McLaggen. Yeah. Cormac McLaggen, right? Yeah. He was, and you remember he had like a really big broom. He had a very big broom. He had a big, yep. he had a big crush on Hermione Granger. Yeah. And he was kind of vying with you know, Ron goof. there. Yeah. He's a complete goofball. Yeah. yeah. That guy, though, plays Vigilante. Really? Mm hmm. Now, Vigilante, yeah. is that the one that's got the full, like, he's got the full mask? Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't take yeah. it. That's he's so the, funny. Literally a sociopath. The okay. dude is a sociopath. He has no emotions. The he one- doesn't understand. It's hilarious. The one it's who great. calls Peacemaker his best friend the entire time. Yeah, BFF, man. And then Peacemaker's like, what? I just, I actually just, you're watched, my friend's little brother. Shut up. I know? actually just watched uh, episode three last night. So I, I just, I just got introduced mm-hmm. to, to him. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, behind the times, man. There's a lot going get on. Get ready. And uh, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm watching it very prepares. like sporadically when I, when I can. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, it's, it's I, been fun. I love it. But it's again, it's right up my alley with just a little bit of kind of stupid humor. And then, you know, the DC universe, which I love comic books, both universe, Marvel and DC are my favorite things. Right. You know, it's it's everything that I want. And that opening dance, man, is just so 
just odd, goofy, oh, funny, is. hilarious. I love it, but I just like, why do I like this so much? To, and to I, me, that this movie, that, that show, to me is like he's like the DC version, or he's like the uh, DC version of uh, Deadpool in some ways. Like just the way he does things and everything's like yeah, very maybe. gimmicky. But he, yeah. but he also, he also reminds me of uh, oh, the guy from Cobra Kai. I'm gonna draw a blank. Um, oh man, the main guy, not Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. His, he reminds me of yeah. He reminds me of Johnny because like okay. he's set back in the day. He likes classic rock music, and he doesn't think that some of the sexist things he says are sexist. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he just yeah. says them, and he's like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> You know, yeah. like he calls, like he calls that uh, one person or the waitress, I think, in the restaurant. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, like they mm-hmm. call him out on it. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what? That's, and he doubles no, down on it. He does. He does. <laughs> he totally doubles like, down. This is this is the worst example, but it's how he was raised, you know. And his dad is bad. But it makes total sense right. that that's his dad too because mm-hmm. that dude has always played like a bad guy yeah. type of person yeah. in like from the Terminator yes. 2 or 3 whatever Terminator it was. Yep. Where he was the the guy the first guy that could morph through and he went through the bars, you know, in the jail or whatever. He's like, like the more yeah. evil version of Red Foreman. Yeah, yes. Like <laughs> or the the guy from All in the Family. Do you remember that old show? Yeah, All in the Family. And I don't remember the guy's name, unfortunately. And someone's going to yell at is me. It right? Not Benny Hill. What? I, no, it's Benny Hill. No, no, it's not Benny. Wrong person. I know you're talking about wacky sacks. Here it goes. Oh yeah, but you know, but he calls his his son a meathead. You know, and he's just extremely racist and extremely sexist and has his own chair. Nobody sits in his chair, but him, but is that, and if you, if you once you're finished with the series, you can, we can, we can, you know, circle back to this one, yeah. of how just terrible uh, peacemaker's dad is. And it really shows in who peacemaker is and who peacemaker thinks he should be, you know, there's a, um, it's a, it, there's a whole very toxic masculinity conversation that could be had around those two characters. I feel oh, like yeah. for sure. Um, and just like the way that some of our culture is and where it came from, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah I completely agree. Yeah, um, and he, yeah. he only gets worse. His dad only gets worse. Now peacemaker, I think starts to get better. Well, I mean, he has a, he has a, his arc is, is, is positive is up and his dad's arc is down. The well, more you yeah. learn about him, the more you hate him. I, I mean, the, the episode that I just finished where he goes into jail and what the people yeah. do that find him. I'm like, oh boy, this is going to get real interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I get you. I get you completely on that one. So, um, but Hey, I do want to talk to you about an actual, um, topic of, uh, somewhat of importance and it has to do actually with the show but we're going to do a quick break and then we'll be back and we'll we'll carry on the rest of our conversation okay cliffhanger what cliffhanger. yeah cliffhanger be right back become a member of the national at-home dad network an organization focused on providing advocacy community education and support connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children we do this through our webinar and podcast series mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate. And you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world by advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive 
National At Home Dad Network Challenge Coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So, what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Hey, welcome back. So, tonight we're going to talk about a, uh, a, a show that I found on Netflix. I, and different people have talked about it through social media stuff that I'm a part of. Um, but it's a documentary called The Social Dilemma. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's definitely something to check out. Um, Danny, you said you haven't seen it. And I'm just kind of introducing not. it to you for the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never but, even heard of it. So, But I think that we can have a conversation based on just a, like the 30 minutes that I watched of it and just the premise of what it's trying to get at without getting into the full depths of whatever, where it's going. So the idea of this is, is that they pulled together like a, a group of people who had worked for some of the biggest social media platforms out there. So the guys who like, helped create Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, were a part of like building algorithms for marketing and all these different things and turned it into what it is now and then looked back on it and went, oh shoot, we unlock, we, we just opened Pandora's box and we can't close it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even to the point where one guy said, hey, we're doing all these things and we're not considering some of the mental things that are going to, how they are going to affect people and, you know, basically taking responsibility for the fact that like this could bring upon a different type of addiction and and things along those lines. And there was a conversation that took place in the office for like a day or two. And then it just died out because they didn't want to go down that road because it would completely just tank everything they had built. Yeah. And it was, it's scary, man. It's, I mean, you watch horror movies and thrill movies and stuff like that. And they make your heart pump. This documentary had my heart beating like crazy for like the first 30 minutes. Cause I'm sitting there going, wow, there's a lot of insider information that they're sharing, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm reading it from the wiki um, because I, again, I've never heard of it or knew what it was, but it, it's, if I may, just reading straight from it, quote it, the documentary examines how social media is designed, nurtures and addiction manipulates people's views, emotions, and behavior, and spreads conspiracy theories and disinformation to maximize profit. Yep. Yep. And that's, and it is, I mean, the first, it nurtures an addiction and it does. It, it, it is, well, we all know, you know, we've talked for years about how screens affect our kids, our kids on screens too often and what they're seeing while they're there, what they're doing. The, the phrase screen time never existed you know, when I was a kid, of course, but, you know, probably not when you were a kid either. No. And it's a very relatively new term, you yep. know, where you take, you give your kids screen time and it's like, okay, what is, well, yeah. Cause that's where, because it includes things. I mean, we, my first thing you think of social media for me is Facebook because I'm old, um, but also Instagram, uh, Twitter has been a big one. YouTube fits that very well. Yep. TikTok, of Snapchat. course, fits that very well. Snapchat, and then all of the ones that come on. So even YouTube can in and of itself, even with a small child, if they know how to read, they can read comments. And one of the rules of the internet is never read the comments because it's just going to make you upset. Right. But that's what it's for. And that was one to upset you. Yeah. And that was, but that was one of the things that YouTube had to really look into because of the fact that there were people making comments on children's videos and it was getting to the point where you had like sort of this, like to catch a predator type thing going on and Mm -hmm. YouTube had to step in. And now, like, I know when we, when I post stuff for us, like you have to pick, you know, is this content suitable for children or not? And yeah. I always choose, no, this is not <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And, and mainly what that does is, is that doesn't allow for it to go to a children's site and it allows for adults to be the only ones to be able to comment back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you choose yes, then it actually doesn't allow anybody to comment on your stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's got a kind of a weird situation on how it works out. Cause there is like kids YouTube and then there's like the the regular YouTube. So, but with mm-hmm. the other one, it just doesn't let anybody comment at all. So it keeps it like locked down, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it's You know, and even like with Facebook messenger, that's probably one of my biggest uh, ways to communicate with a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, people that I know from Facebook and then people that I know 
uh, outside of Facebook, who that's how we connect is Messenger. Right. So kids Messenger. I don't know if you know that they have a specific app Messenger for kids. And I didn't know that until probably six months ago at the most. And I went, well, that's kind of cool um, because now my my son and daughter, my two youngest, two, that is, can talk to their friend and they can actually message me. You know, it goes through my just messenger app, but mm-hmm. um, but they can message me from their computer or if they have a, you know, a, a tablet or whatever. Cool. But at the same time, in a way, we're giving children tools, you know, to, to progress in technology, which they need. And on the other hand, we're getting kids addicted to the, or, or used to the ability to just instantly message somebody, message it without possibly proper grammar or spelling. And, you know, you, you make up your own words a lot of times when it comes to text yeah. and then getting them used to being on that device, staying on that device, communicating and relying on that device. Yeah. And I mean, I could, I could easily go a day without my phone if I knew my kids were all home, yeah. you know, yeah. but with my kids leaving the house, I have to have the phone. I've got to have, you know, the email or whatever it's going to be. There's something that's going to happen there at school. I have to be in contact. But if it weren't for that, I think, you know, I could leave my phone for a day. Sure. I don't know that I'd want to try for two days. <laughs> I just have well, too many things going on. I have too many, you know, lines of communication that I've built. Right. You point out you're, all part of that. You point out something though, very like interesting that they actually touch in that documentary, which deals with the fact that, um, you know, the idea is, is that you are getting drawn back to the phone for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really kind of scary, um, how they do a portrayal of it. Um, it felt very like screw tape letters, CS Lewis. If you've ever read that book, um, where you've got people in the background, pushing buttons and pulling strings to get you to manipulate you to do things. And so, mm-hmm. um, for instance, like, you know, if you're in proximity of somebody else that you might know, like the algorithm that they have in place is going to push for you to connect with that person. Mm-hmm. Or if they see that you're idle for some reason, because I mean, everybody can be tracked on your phones. They see that you're being idle and you're actually like sitting in a place. You're not in a car type of deal. Um, they're going to try to get your attention by like sending you a message that says, Hey, like so-and-so just joined somebody's live. Why don't you go over and wave and, and get involved in it too? It's like really mm-hmm. creepy stuff. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, I mean, you think back on it, like, Oh yeah, that's happened before. I've, <laughs> I've yeah. been there. Um, and so yeah. you got all those kind of implements taking place. And then um, in this, in the series or in the, the documentary as well, you have the parents trying to figure out how to balance all this. Like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, it's so funny. They were watching this infomercial in the, in the thing. And it said that they had these like time saver, um, uh, canisters. So they basically like, they keep you from getting into things that you're tempted in. So say you have a a craving for like late night snacks, like M&Ms or something, you put those in this container and you turn this dial and it locks them. Like it will not open uh, until like the timer runs out and mm-hmm. this mom gets this idea to put all of their cell phones into it. However, she fails to have them all turn their phones off and she just <laughs> yeah. puts them in there and then sets it off to the side and they're trying to have dinner. And one of the phones dings off and one of the kids, and uh, it's mind blowing, but one of the kids gets up and fakes going to get like a utensil and instead grabs a hammer and safety glasses and breaks the dang thing <laughs> on top of the kitchen island and then mm-hmm. walks away with her phone. And uh, it it's just, it was just like, wow, mm-hmm. like that's how far an addiction, the addiction can go in this that, yeah. you know, kids can't put their phones down. Yeah. And a lot of what kids do, especially in their teen years, but even earlier, a lot of what they do to build their self-esteem is based on the people around them, who they surround themselves with and who they talk to and who talk to them and the amount of immediate uh, joy that you can get. You know, oh, I said something clever and a bunch of people liked it. Oh, this is amazing. And it's just the same conversely when you put something that people think is dumb or stupid or they don't like it or whatever. And they, you know, either dislike it or downplay it or they make, you know, whatever they do. And that constant circling the bowl almost of, of what am I going to do now? I'm going to do this. Okay. How, how do I, Oh, I got to get more likes. I got more likes. Oh, you know, eh. yeah. um, so it's definitely a problem that I know with teenagers and like my, my second kid's 12 and he's 
definitely far enough along. He's on TikTok more than I am. Um, he's always sending me really funny videos, but um, that's how we communicate a lot of times when he's not here with me. Right. You know, he'll send me something on TikTok and we'll we'll laugh together about it, which that in, in and of itself is great. I love having that interaction. I love having that touch moment with them, you know, touchstone sure. moment, I should say with them. But then the extent to what, to where it invades your life. Yeah. Can you not put your phone down? Are you addicted to your phone? Now, some of us, again, have way more responsibilities. I wouldn't ask Marnie to put her phone away, um, her work phone. You know, I mean, she'll put it away anyway, but I, you know, if she was on her work phone, I would not bother it because it's her work. Right. Even if she's playing, I don't know if she didn't play on it, but you know, even she's just, you know, talking to her boss casually, it's your work phone, different scenario, but for the rest of us, Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's sort of like what I wanted to get to as well as the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking about kids the entire time on this, but adults, <laughs> I mean, we're just as guilty, uh, honestly, with the amount of time we spend on, on our phones and, uh, it draws us away from our kids. And, uh, mm-hmm. we I've experienced this personally with my kids, uh, because one time, uh, the kids were talking about, can you put your phone down and like play with, you know, play a game with me or something? It's like, oh shoot. Okay. Or it came down to the fact that here's the thing. My kids have huge imaginations. They love Lego at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, one, we're not really like letting them play tons of video games. Like they get to play the super Nintendo or the Wii on like the weekends type of deal for a mm-hmm. while there, they were like pretending that they had their own video games, like inside of the car, like, their own imagination. It was pretty wild. Um, Uh That turned into them building their own Lego cell phones. So they took all these, like they've seen our phones, they've seen all the apps, you know, and they're all different colors. And so they were like, I can build this. And Mm -hmm. so they both found a way like his, they found like the green, the green um, flat piece that you can build off of. That's, you know, about, about cell phone size Mm -hmm. and uh, started building these up. And so <laughs> this all came to fruition in a hard way the other day when my uh, son had brought the phone with him to the orthodontist. And I felt like a real, like, give me the the father of the year award uh, at this point, because he has this phone out and we're like waiting to get some things done. And he's acting like his phone is blowing up with text messages <laughs> and he's reacting to it. He's like, man, why, when are they going to stop texting me? Man, my phone is blown. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm just getting all these text messages from Ruby and all my other friends and stuff. I'm like, it's a piece of Lego, dude. And he's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> you need to give me that phone right now. <laughs> like, it's like your imagination yeah. has just taken off to the third realm. I don't know what's going on. Um, but at the same time, I sat there and I was just like, okay, he sees me on my phone. And granted, a lot of times what I'm doing mm-hmm. is social media related based on like yeah. stuff I work on. But at the same time too, my wife pointed out, she was like, maybe we need to be a little more conscious of how much time we are spending on our phones in front of the kids mm-hmm. type of deal. Um, sure. And I wonder how many other parents have either not come to that realization or have come to that realization. Well, especially over the last couple of years. Oh yeah. I mean, again, phrases that never existed before doom scrolling. You know, you're just going to sit there and scroll through whatever, you know, or the other one is, is going through the same four apps, you know, going through one, you don't get what you go to the next one until, you know, until you pass out, I guess, from a lack of sleep. I'm <laughs> guilty that of that. Just, uh, Facebook's not doing it for me. Let's see what TikTok's Instagram, doing. TikTok. Yeah, let's go to IG and see what's <laughs> going on. And, and that's, uh, that's completely understandable when we look at what we've been going through for the last three years, the, I mean, we had quarantine exhaustion in 2020, you know, we right. were all done with every single person, but most of us were just not done with being quarantined, man. I want to take my kids out. It's summer. I want to go to the park. I want to go to the pool. I want to go do, go to the, do these things with my kids and I'm not allowed because of blah, blah, you know, and that exhaustion that we get, well, the only thing we've got to do is scroll through our phone. Right. You know, but again, it's just like the other thing we have to do is snack. And I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time snacking over the last three years. <laughs> I've done just my because, fair share. <laughs> you know, you're just like, well, we can't, man, I'm going to have some chips, you know? And the other thing too, is we did, it was kind of like, I always called that lawless wasteland between Christmas day and New Year's, New Year's Eve, where it's just, you can do whatever you want. 
you know, and yes. it's just full of cheese. And that's, that's my life. And that's what we kind of did at home. We said, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to go ahead and make that thing. We don't make very often. We made a bunch of things we didn't make very often because we wanted that experience, that food that was, you know, out of the ordinary, maybe I think almost hands down every single time, not really good for you, <laughs> but because we're just dealing with so much stuff going on. But I feel like pizza now from, you know, from space balls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get locked in the car and die. Uh, Eat myself. <laughs> right. I'm not. But, um, but yeah, but so he, you know, we, we've been in that place where we're all been pushed to our end and we're still there in a lot of ways. Um, but how we've dealt with that. Okay. We've had to deal with it in certain ways. I have given myself a lot of leeway on exercise and eating because it's just, there's too many other things going on that I had to worry about. Yeah. What do I have to do to get through this day? Now we're at a point where a majority of people are vaccinated. And I would say a majority, but probably a majority of the people are vaccinated. We're getting to a more comfortable. Yeah. And we're feeling like we're getting back to it. Well, then the other part of it is how much time you spend it on your screen. Right. And is that what your kid sees you? I mean, is that who you are? Is that that guy sitting on the couch with his phone in front of him? Yep. You know, is he interrupting you? Is your child interrupting you every single time? Like you're just, what are you doing? Go play a game. Go play board. Go play taco cat goat pizza <laughs> did i get it right yeah taco cat taco goat cat, cheese goat cheese pizza, pizza yeah and the goat and the cheese are Gorilla two separate things it just sounds like goat cheese so oh so, yeah it's, yeah, not, it was go- it's not it's not goat cheese it's actual like taco cat goat and cheese and pizza like that's what it is anyway got it i digress <laughs> got it no no it's good to be clear I clarify, make sure we know what game we're talking about. I don't want to get the other game where goat cheese is one word. And then, oh, that's a completely different game. It's completely different. It's not any fun. I'm sure. <laughs> not any fun. Well, so you bring up another thing, though. You were talking about like doom scrolling and things like that. In the, mm-hmm. in, in the documentary, they are talking about the fact that like they were talking about how like they could control pushing people to the polls and like all mm-hmm. the and like conspiracy theory stuff and like all these different things. And it was just mind blowing because it's I mean, it's everything that you hear about from people who are like, oh, this is why I don't want to be on Facebook or whatever. And it's like, to be honest, like it's not just Facebook. Like mm-hmm. I get oh, people no. I get people all the time. I see things like where, um, you know, there'll be like a contest running and someone says, okay, you have to, you know, like our Facebook page and like do this on Instagram or whatever. And people are like, well, I'm not on Facebook anymore. It's like, great. Like wonderful you to be able to make that choice. However, one, you should also realize that those two entities are actually connected. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Facebook owns Instagram, um, yeah. which some people don't un- understand. But on top of that too, it's like, no matter what platform you're on, even Pinterest, Mm-hmm. If you're on Pinterest or Etsy or whatever, like those things as well, they're grabbing up your data. They're finding mm-hmm. out ways for you to like stay in there. And people just, yeah. it's so funny. It's like, unless you're, unless you're going to go back to the old Nokia flip phone or the actual candy <laughs> bar phone, which doesn't even work on the networks anymore, because if you don't have four to five G, your phone doesn't really function. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless, you know, somehow you're able to figure out a way to do that, you're being tracked. Like that's just, I mean, mm-hmm. even anybody who has a smart television in their house, they're mm-hmm. tracking that. Like it's a yeah. part of the internet. Like you're hooked up to it at all times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about, you know, kind of talking about the internet and how like you had to, you had to connect to it. Like you had to make the, the conscious effort to like yes. dial in. Yeah. You went online. You went you actually on, went yeah. online. Yeah. Right. You actually chose to go into the matrix, which is where, <laughs> yeah. where with us now, like we are in the matrix. And I feel like mm-hmm. that movie has so much more like pull to it than it used to with just the fact that like we are connected mm-hmm. into that. So, but anyway, yeah, just the idea of how those little things can thread in and you have to be mindful of it. Like that's the whole thing with addiction. Like, mm-hmm. If you can say, I don't need that, you know, and scroll past it, like there Mm -hmm. is being able to scroll past something like I'm not going to react to this. And I'm just like, whatever, like they're having a conversation. I happen to walk by it on the street and I am not getting involved in the same Mm -hmm. way. That has to be your mindset when you're online and Mm -hmm. too often it's like we're all the dad from the uh, insurance company, Allstate commercial. I think it is where they're like, don't be your dad. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, keep people from turning into their parents. Yeah, yeah, trying to turn into your parents type of thing. It's that same situation. It's like you don't have to say anything, <laughs> kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Did did he ask your opinion? Did he ask for your help? You know, oh no, no, he's a plumber. You hired him. He, he's back off and let him go. Yeah, yeah. And that same kind of thing. It's and it's a natural response though, online. Whereas if we're walking down the street. Even if it offends us, a lot of times we're not going to get involved because we don't have that screen you right. know, of safety. So there's a big difference in its way. But if you can't put your phone down, if you can't go hours a day, whatever, without your phone, not saying this is you know a horrible, horrible human being or anything like that, but that probably indicates that you're addicted to it, mm-hmm. you know, that you're using it and as a crutch, as it were, to get through whatever you need to get through. Well, if you're yeah. addicted, though, you should address it, you know, in whatever way you want to, you want to ignore it. That's, you know, that's fine. But when we think about it as dads, as parents, we have to look at what we're teaching our child. Right. And our child knows exactly what we're doing. They watch us and they're going to like just like eyes of an eagle. Remember things that we said that we don't remember saying <laughs> that whole thing. Pick up our habits without even thinking about it because they don't know that there's anything other than. Yeah. You just play on your phone all day. Right. What's that's what you do. Right. Um, it's just, it's so part, like you said, so such a big part of how we live our lives. Now they're on the internet right mm-hmm. now, you know, yeah. <laughs> whether well, they're sitting at a screen or not, they're on the internet. It's there. It's in the house. It's right. waiting. Well, it's like, you know, when you go outside and you play with your kids, like mm-hmm. don't put your phone in your pocket. It's too much temptation. I don't care who you are. Like, set it, set it somewhere, plug it in and let it charge and go outside and play. And don't be worried about the fact like, Oh, I'm going to miss this great opportunity to like take a video or a picture or whatever. Like, dude, like we didn't have that stuff back in the day, like (laughs) back in the day, you know, I mean, but still, even, even though like you should be able to retell what took place without having to take a picture and send it off, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and that, that to me is the biggest thing that I've learned for myself is that I always want to be like, Oh, I want to capture this moment. And I'll, you know, like all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I like, because I find myself then like, Oh, look, there's a chair and the kids are off doing their own thing. I'm just going to sit over here and just scroll, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's, it's just, and then, and then yeah. my kids are looking at me like, I thought you were playing with us <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of deal. And it's like, uh, you know, and so there's just, and there's no explanation for it other than the fact that like, I decided to pick up my drug of choice, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I, that's, I've had to make a very conscious effort on multiple occasions. Be like, all right, like I'm leaving my phone in the house. I don't need it for any reason type of deal. Or, you know, I'll put it in the garage where I can't get to it unless I really need, like, if there's an emergency, it's like, oh, I need my phone type of deal. Like at least it's yeah. in you know distance or whatever, but regardless of that, like it's not in my pocket, it's not on my person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it so that, that this this documentary just opens the eyes a, a bit to that and and to the fact you know that we are the product. Like that's the other thing. Like yeah. it's we're on these free things and we're like, oh, it's so great, it's free. It's like, yeah, we're the product. Like mm-hmm. they're they're selling yeah. us to these you know, businesses. Like ads. Most, yeah. Ad revenue is huge. Right. I mean, right now, I mean. I'll give you a very clear example of this because you, you, you're not in the Cincinnati area. Um, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have had any of these ads unless for some reason you decided to like, you know, Google search like AFC champions or something like that. But the minute anybody, I guarantee anybody put that in their phone. The next thing you got were all these third party ads for t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and all kinds of merch that had anything to do with the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've tr- like, basically like the only way to get rid of some of it is like, all right, I'm just done looking at it. And like, you just have to like hit like high to add. And after a while, like it finally dissipates off until you go to hunt for something else. And then you start getting stuff mm-hmm. for camping equipment and everything else. Cause you're starting to plan, yeah. plan for that. So it's, I mean, it is like driving down the highway and just having billboard after billboard after billboard. Like mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And the amount of money they make out of making us mad, Mm -hmm. sending us and showing us stuff that's going to piss us off. Right. 
I mean, the number of times we've got a, an, uh, an Amazon echo upstairs in the kitchen. Cause I wanted to watch videos of, you know, cooking videos and stuff like that. I wanted the screen. So it's got a, it's a sizable little eight inch screen or whatever, but it stays on all the time. And unless you close it off, it senses motion. So when you walk into the kitchen, it comes on, it lights up or whatever, and it starts showing you stuff, whatever. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like the, the clock or the, the calendar or whatever, that's fine. And then there's also like weather alerts and stuff like that. But the number of times that it has shown um, like a picture of somebody that I don't necessarily agree with or like, <laughs> and then a caption underneath it, so-and-so said this, watch the blah, blah video, you know, and it's that person's video or whatever yeah. on the news or how the news ad or whatever. And I'm like, man, I can't, there's no way he said that. Or she said that that's not, <laughs> Oh man, I got to watch. And I do. And every time, whoops. And uh, every time I watch it and I mean, I don't now, but for the longest time after we got it, I wasn't watching any cooking videos. There were no recipes on that. It was all news. It was all news that I don't normally listen to even news services that, right. cause you don't really pick. I'm like, Oh yeah. Show me the video about, you know, blah, blah, going to space or whatever. Let's say NASA is doing this. Let's see what's going on. Okay. It shows you that. And then it continues. Oh, mm-hmm. now we're going to watch. We're going to go over to blank, blank news. And then, okay, now I'm, now I'm, you know, an hour into watching these stupid videos while I'm not cooking yeah. dinner or whatever. Um, and because it's all stuff that makes me mad, yep. you know, it irritates me. It pushes me. And we, we often see like, oh, if we could just go back to the cat videos and pictures of my grandkids, that would be great. And I hear that a lot from, you know, the older generation um, because that's what they want Facebook to be cool. You don't want to fight. You don't want to talk about politics, religion, yada, yada. I get it. But Facebook is there. IG is there. Most of the services are there to make you mad so that you watch more. Right. So that they make more money. And so I will say this. So Facebook is worse than Instagram and Twitter Mm -hmm. is worse than all of them combined. Honestly, I believe it. But Facebook is bad because their algorithm puts news articles, whether they be real or fake or whatever it is, conspiracy theories, just clickbait galore, like the stuff mm-hmm. you're talking about all over. Like every yeah. every third person, every third like actual profile you go to, the next one is going to be that sponsored thing or a news thing. Yeah. The thing about Instagram that I like is, is that who you follow is who you see. Mm-hmm. And the only thing other than that that you get are like third-party ads. Um, but they're not, mm-hmm. but it's not news related. It's always, it's, it's, uh, always merch. It's, it's a merchandise thing. Yeah. Um, so that's the one nice thing about, about Instagram in that fashion. And so, and that's too, that's why a lot of people have left Facebook to come to Instagram is because they know they're not going to get that. Um, now I will say though, so my dad's a trucker. Mm-hmm. I used to drive a truck. A lot of my family are truckers still. And, uh, the whole, like, for instance, the whole incident going on up on the, on the Canadian border and stuff um, mm-hmm. with with COVID and, and, you know, not letting people in and the border being closed, like which started to affect my dad's work because he actually yeah. drives car parts, you know, from Detroit down to uh, northern Ohio and mm-hmm. into Fort Wayne, Indiana. So like we got to talking about that. But then I started seeing where like one, I was like, all right, like I can't I cannot get in invested or involved in what's going on up there. Like I have absolutely yeah. no pony in that show. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing there. Like, yes. Like I, anyways, there's a whole nother conversation to have about that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So then you get the American truckers that start taking that and bringing it into the States and they want to mm-hmm. do a convoy as well. Um, which I'm like, there's nothing keeping you from getting around the entire country. Like you're just trying to like poke right. the bear and start a fire. But at the yeah. same time too, that gets on there and people start going, oh my gosh, because if, if anybody knows anything about the trucking industry, if trucks were to stop and just do a protest like that for three days, the lack of food mm-hmm. that you would find in the grocery stores would be apocalyptic. Yeah. No joke. And so like I was talking with my dad about it. I'm like, I'm not going to get involved in this argument with you. I don't know where your position fully sits on with it. I was telling my dad and he's kind of in a weird spot with it because like I said, it affects his work, but at the same time, like he also agrees with the fact that like, there's some things that he feels should change. But Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was like, "I, I can't get involved in this either. Like, this is just, 
too much of what's going on. But because like he and I were having the conversation and your freaking phone listens to you, like I had two, like two weeks worth of all this like BS coming through my phone. And I'm just like, this is so annoying. Like I had to spend time like getting rid mm-hmm. of all this stuff. Cause I'm just like, you want me to react to this. You, you want me to get yeah. fired up about Bingo. it. Bingo. Bingo. I don't, I don't need to get fired. I don't need to get invested yeah. in that. I don't have a dog in this fight. Nope. There's my know. energy does not need to be wasted on that. Like the emotions get too high and everything else. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, but that's the thing when i was watching this i was most like oh my goodness like it's so scary (laughs) and you know it's Mm -hmm. like so i i just i say all i I bring this up and i say all that to just basically bring awareness to the fact of one like how we as parents utilize the tools that we have how our kids are uh seeing us use those and then also mm-hmm. to like what yeah. you know what conversations are we going to have and how vulnerable are you going to be with your kids when you talk with them because you don't want to come mm-hmm. at them from a like don't do this kind of thing but you you want to also be like hey like this is what's out here this world is kind of it is not kind of it is very crazy and very scary in some ways mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of good yes but you got to watch what you get yourself involved in. Yeah. Well, like Mr. Rogers said, no matter what you see, look for the helpers. Yes. You know, if you're looking at any type of tragedy, any bad thing and look for the helpers, that's who you need to focus on. That's what you need to think about because that teaches us then how helpers operate and how we can then be helpers Yeah. in whatever situation it is. So yeah, look for the positive is it's such a cliche thing to say, you know, sometimes there is no positive, you know, sometimes life just sucks. But at the same time, if all we want to look for is, is the suck, we'll never see anything else. So if we're looking for the other things, that's what we're going to hopefully find. And then again, show to our kids, push to our kids. This is what we're doing for. We're going to go look for the helpers. We're going to go be helpers. We're going over to the nursing home and we're going to pass out balloons. Why? Because we just want to give people balloons. It yeah. makes them watch how they smile. Look how happy it makes them for you to give them a balloon. Go read you stories. To, go read stories to to the elderly. Like they yeah. love that. They love it. Especially you get, especially you get folks who, if they have dementia and like they're just like yearning to be around like some of their kids and stuff. Like mm-hmm. those people appreciate it more than you will ever know mm-hmm. that you spent time yeah. with them. Yeah, because it, it is such a huge moment in their day that they kind of spend just taking meds and sitting around watching waiting TV for and yeah, whatever mode. next happens. Yeah. 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 Yep. Take care of your elderly people. Take care of them. I'm going to be one soon. So you got some time. You got some time. You're fine. Oh, it's sooner than you think. Don't tell me that. I'm only a, like oh, 10 years behind how, you. How old your oldest kid? <laughs> My oldest is nine, nine. seven. Nine. I did say, okay. Yeah, you're right. So how quick did that decade go? Oh man, that was a snap. The kid was born like yesterday, right? I mean, just a couple of days ago, you just brought him home from the hospital. What's crazier than that is the fact that in 10 more years, he will be more than likely out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I will have another one who will be very close to being out of the house. Almost out too. And so yep. like, that's their thing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Corey and I are talking about, it's like, we have like 10 years to plan what, what empty nester is going to be like. Right. Which is, which I'm glad that we're having that. I think that's a whole nother topic that we could have a a talk about with empty nesters, because I think that sometimes parents don't plan that way. They're in the moment, they're just enjoying it. And they're not, they're not looking at like the quote unquote finish line of, of like Mm -hmm. their actual, like parenthood kids under your wings kind of deal versus okay now they're adults and we are taking a different turn Mm -hmm. (laughs) as we are not parenting these people that we have grown to be adults type of deal um yeah but like i said that's a whole nother topic honestly it is um it is but i think it's i think it would be a good one to have at some point with uh with maybe some professional folk involved who knows some professional empty nesters yeah, there's plenty of those out there. Are they professional? <laughs> you get paid to be an empty nester. That's a good job. Yeah. Well, maybe just like a therapist. That's what I was thinking more along. Yeah. Of, but. yeah. We need, we need like a local therapist. We need to get somebody in here. That's like our, 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 our 
our personal or not our there's personal a couple, but our podcast. Yeah, there's uh, a couple there's a couple family therapists that we're connect that the organization's connected with that we could probably tap. Mm-hmm. So but yeah. Cool, well anyway, cool. I like I said, I just wanted to kind of have a conversation about that. Um yeah. it, it yeah. just was sitting there on my on my mind. But um Great. I, I, I enjoyed it. So oh so fun thing kind of switching to some fun stuff. So this weekend I get to take my daughter to the first, our first ever father daughter dance, mm-hmm. which I'm I very think I about. remember you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Is it at the school or it's at the school? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's going to be the fun thing. Like, you know, they haven't been able to do this for a couple of years. Things, things are better number wise. A lot of people are vaccinated, so they felt more comfortable to, to have it. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I actually uh, bought her a tiara, um, nice. to go with her dress. And she's, she's pretty excited about that. And I've, I've got a matching like, or well, kind of matching shirt and, t- and bow tie to go along with her outfit. So of course, bow tie, but yeah, I'm excited to, I'm excited to get a, to do that experience. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I never really considered it. And then like when I saw a few years ago that they had that at the school, I was like, Oh, that would, that would be fun to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I went with, um, Elizabeth a couple of years ago to her first, and it was basically a, a bunch of parents hanging out in the gym while the little kids ran around being crazy. Yep. And sometimes we were dancing sometimes and Lizzie loves to dance. I mean, mm-hmm. she, we dance every morning. We have a, uh, I get them up at seven 30 and we have a, um, I can't remember what the thing is, but I have Alexa bring up a program every morning, seven 30, boom, they play this, this silly song. Yeah. Um, a kids, kids bop kind of thing. And that's her signal. The first one goes off and she wakes up uh, and she hates everything. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, she's in, she's moving her head. And then by the time it's ready to go, she's just jazzing her way out through the door <laughs> with her backpack on. Right. And she loves dancing. It's just part of her expression and how part of yep. her do it. So that part of it for us being at that dance together was really cool because she got to dance with me, you know, to yeah. just, you, you know, the electric slide or whatever we were doing or, you know, whatever other dances that we were doing that I didn't know what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know what we're doing, but we move like, okay, one step, one step. I got it in two step, two. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Chicken yeah. dance next. Let's go. I, I think that if they play frozen music and Encanto music, uh, she's going to be very happy because those are her mm-hmm. go-tos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you sing along to them and she knows how to dance to them. So you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just getting the opportunity to, to take her. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. My, my son's really excited yeah, about great. getting to spend the evening with, with mom. <laughs> Gets to spend the mm-hmm. evening with mama, you know? He's trying to plan yeah. that out right now. So <laughs> yeah, here's what mom's making me for dinner. Uh-huh. Here's what mom's putting on TV for me to watch. Here's the game mom and I are going to play. Yep, That's exactly what it is. He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a planner too. He, he is a planner and he will <laughs> just be awesome. like, I had this all planned out. We're like, Oh, okay. Like didn't know that was coming. So yeah, he should have wrote that down for us. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> needed, needed the memo for that one. <laughs> right. Oh my right. goodness. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good weekend. So yeah, it's going to be good. Do you have anything, uh, you have anything planned for your family? Uh, no, 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 nice. we're all still sick and, um, went to the doctor yesterday and basically he said the exhaustion is going to be another two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So and I'm like, no, it's not. I can't be exhausted like this for another two, three weeks, but, um, uh, yeah, so we're not doing anything. Um, dang just, you know, it's just, I'm doing breathing exercises every hour. That's my, that's my weekend uh, okay. plan. So, Man, two, three yeah. weeks, that puts you almost right up to spring break. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Now, he said he doesn't know. Sometimes he said it could be quicker. You could get over it immediately. But mm-hmm. you're basically, he said, you're old and fat. So oh. it's going to be, he didn't say that, but you know, Dang, because man. of your conditions. No, because I am, I'm old and fat. So everything's going to be more difficult. Come on. But I'm also harder to kidnap. So <laughs> I don't know, I don't man, know. a box of Twinkies and you're in the van, dude, <laughs> man, I don't eat Twinkies. Swiss cake rolls. Fine. Donuts. You filthy casual. <laughs> a box of donuts. Uh, little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. Man. Oh, that's, that's, where, my... that's where it's at. Okay. And I will be, and, and it's from, and I don't even like them that much. Like they're, <laughs> it's just like, that's what I had when I was in, you know, when I first got my first job and I could buy my own food because we didn't have a lot of food. So I would go and I would go to the candy, you know, the candy store, whatever store it was and buy candy. Mm-hmm. And take candy to school and give it to other kids, you know? And um, the first thing that I had was a box of little Debbie 
Swiss cake rolls. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm, it's only, it was like two bucks too. You know I mean? They're so cheap. You're relatively oh, yeah. speaking. And so I sat down and ate the whole thing. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I mean, and I'm trying, you know, and granted, I was like 16. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was burning calories without even trying, you know, but that's what I still do. You know, like, yeah, I can't, don't get Swiss cake rolls because I'll just <laughs> take the box and I'll sit there and eat the whole thing till hey, I literally hey, will throw up. <laughs> hey, Danny, where are you going after school today? I got to go meet up with my girlfriend. Oh, you have a girlfriend? Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> Debbie. Oh, yeah. Debbie. <laughs> what's she look like? She's little. <laughs> yep. Little Debbie. She's my favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, uh, anyway, <laughs> I think we should probably stop. <laughs> yeah, we're good now. We're yeah. good. I'm all done. Okay. Been a great show. Yeah. They got off the rails there a little bit. Hope Everybody make sure to, to, to talk to us on all of our social medias and Definitely. Yeah. So check out bad about us, check out our social media because we'd love for you to not only follow, but we'd love for you to share the content we're putting out. That's super helpful in letting other people find us. Also check out the membership page at the at home dad.org and uh, look into becoming a supporting member. It's only $35 and uh, you get a lot of really good stuff out of it, along with the fact of just helping Mm -hmm. out the organization. So Hopefully that's yeah. something you're interested in. Even if you're not a dad, like we, like it's, you're a supporting member. Like it's mm-hmm. open to everybody. That's the thing that we've yeah. uh, really strived for. So think how good you'll feel. There you go. Giving that money to an organization like this. So we're literally volunteer run and trying our very best to give people content that helps them understand what a primary caretaker looks like when he's a dad. Mm-hmm. When it's a dad instead of a mom. It's beautiful. Come on. Doing good things, man. It releases endorphins and it makes you happy. Right? You want to feel better? Doom scrolling isn't going to do it. Nope. Is that the message? That's the message for tonight. Doom scrolling is not going to do it. Donate to the National At Home Dad Network. I love it. There we go. All right. Well, hey, everybody have a great one and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs> good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.